0: Welcome to Access Utah, I'm Tom Williams. More than 70% of Americans, two-thirds of Utahns, think that climate change is happening. Research led by Dr. Peter Howe at USU reveals this statistic along with much more detailed data about how Americans think about climate change, from the national to the local level. Drawing from large surveys of the American public, Dr. Howe's research has developed statistical methods to map public opinion, risk perceptions, and responses in every state, county, and even neighborhood across the country. Although climate change has become a politically polarized issue, the data show that Americans agree about many of these solutions. Peter Howe is assistant professor in the Department of Environment and Society in the Quinney College of Natural Resources at Utah State University. And he recently gave uh, a talk in the Sunrise Session Series, uh, which is put on by the Office of Research at Utah State University. Well, these happen in uh, Salt Lake, I believe. Right? Um, and uh, so that was yesterday. And the audio is already up, so we can point people to research.usu.edu slash sunrise. Also there, you can find uh, many of the past uh, talks. A um, wide range of science happening at Utah State University being highlighted there. So, uh,
1: Dr. Howe, welcome to the program. Thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, you grew up in Utah, I think? Yes, I grew up in Salt Lake City, uh, in Sugar House, actually. Uh, so
0: what got you interested in this, this, this area of uh, Geography in general, right?
1: Yeah, so I'm a geographer by training. I have a bachelor's, master's, and PhD degrees in geography. Um, but you know, growing up in Utah, I uh, I learned about how you know Utahns have adapted to the really variable climate that we have here. Um, you know, I, I experienced some of that. I'm a I'm a skier, so I experienced from season to season that. Uh, You know, the ski conditions really vary widely, and our community really depends on that industry, for example. Um, And so I became interested in this idea of how uh, humans interact uh, with our environment and how humans are affected by our climate. This is called the human dimensions of climate change. Uh, and that's the area that I study as an environmental social scientist. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Sometimes we think of geographers as uh, making the boundaries
0: of maps, political. Mm-hmm. We we were used to political maps, right? Yeah. Of uh, boundaries of nations and, and such. This is interesting, and I, I believe a rapidly advancing field.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, the, the field of geography has been around for for a very long time. Um, but uh, the focus on uh, the human interaction with the environment um, is a rapidly growing field. You know, we are uh, experiencing rapid environmental change right now. Uh, so it's a really important area of research to study how these changes are affecting us and also how we're causing these changes.
0: Uh, so tell me about these uh, these tools. I'm, I'm looking at the Yale Climate Opinion uh, Maps 2018 um, so, climatecommunication.yale.edu and, and yeah, so is at least one place you can go and look at this.
1: This is a project that I started when I was working at Yale as a postdoc researcher before I came to Utah State. Uh, and uh, what we've done is, uh, over the past 10 years, collected uh, over 22,000 survey responses from individuals all around the country, uh, from every state. And uh, using that wealth of data, we can not only tell you know, what people in the country are thinking every year, actually twice a year, um, but we, we've actually built models. These are statistical and spatial models uh, that we focused our research on to take this national survey data and project it down to the state and the local level. So we can say what people in Utah are thinking, what people even in Cache County or Salt Lake County or any other county in Utah or across the country are thinking about climate change from a number of different perspectives, what policies they, they support and that kind of thing. Uh, so estimated number of adults who think climate warming
0: is happening. Uh, so overall 70% of the nation Right. But it, yes. but it is
1: interesting to drill down. What what are the uses to you? Yeah. So in, in our most recent research, uh, like you mentioned, our, um, the most recent surveys show that 70% of Americans do think that global warming is happening. Um, but that number is particularly useful if we can uh, drill down to the county level and say we have uh, policymakers or decision makers or people who are working on educating at the local level, they might want to know what their constituents or people in their area are thinking about this issue so they could be communicating with them or responding to their concerns appropriately.
0: Uh, So I've got it up in front of me. So Cache County, 69 percent, so pretty close to the national uh, level, but uh, Emory County, 50 percent. So quite a bit less in Emory County.
1: Yeah. So uh, actually only three out of the 3,142 counties across the nation uh, have less than 50% of people who think that global warming is happening. And one of those three counties is here in Utah. Emory County, we're just under 50%. Think that,
0: and then some other counties are pretty you know, a lot lower than the national. Millard County, fifty-two percent. Juab County, fifty-four. Mm-hmm. You can actually see this on the map. the The color gets lighter, and in fact, Emory County is is a different color. It's a color blue. Um, and then uh, you know liberal bastions. You would Summit County, seventy-four uh, percent. So so some of this tracks uh, next door to Emery County, Grand County, seventy-three percent. Um, so, I don't know, you, you're just taking the data, to, to, the question that was asked, right? Not drilling in perhaps to why the, the disparities?
1: Yeah, so uh, we, we have done um, some research focusing on why we see these patterns. That's actually one of the reasons why we created these tools in the first place, so we could visualize uh, what variation in opinions uh, looks like around the country. And then we can start to explore what might be driving those patterns. Uh, so you mentioned Emory County and Grand County. That is actually one of the biggest differences between neighboring counties anywhere in the country. Um, and, uh, you know, if people know about, the, about Emory County, that's uh, home of Utah's coal industry, where we have two large uh, coal power plants there. Emory County uh, is where Moab is located. It's the home of Utah's outdoor recreation industry in many ways. Um, and, and these are two very different communities, um, and they we see that they do have different opinions on climate change. However, they're both going to be affected uh, by the impacts of climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I suppose uh,
0: people on any which side uh, here can, can use this data to see, okay, here's a starting point. Uh, maybe that gets you to uh, – the reasons for the perception.
1: Yeah, and so we want, we've want we made this data freely available. Anyone can go on and, and see what people in their community are thinking about the issue uh, from different perspectives. You know Whether they could think it's happening is only one of the questions that we ask. We also ask uh, what people think are the primary causes of climate change, whether it's primarily human caused or nat- caused by natural changes or something else. We ask about uh, support for uh, policies related to climate change, we ask about how much people think it's affecting them, their risk perceptions, a number of different dimensions mm-hmm. with respect to this really complex issue.
0: Yeah. I'd like to jump into a few of those. Uh, could, um, global warming is uh, – estimated number of adults who think global warming is mostly caused by human activities. So that would give a little bit different spin. You you know, if you, Okay, I, I believe that global warming is happening – uh, kind of a higher percentage, uh, number of adults who think it's caused by humans, then there'd be some changes, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. So we have um, across the country, about uh, 57% of people um, think that global warming is mostly caused by humans. Uh, here in Utah, we all, there's a majority of people who think that as well. It's a little bit less than the, uh, the country as a whole. Um, in places like Salt Lake County, it's a little bit higher, 59%. Here in Cache County, it's about 52% on that question. But, but still, majorities uh, in much of the state uh, that think that we're causing global warming. Uh, so we, we were talking about Emory versus Grand. So on this question,
0: 39% in Emory, you'd, you'd expect that the n- number would be you know quite low in Emory County because we already saw that uh, fewer people believe that global warming is happening anyway. Grand County, 58%. Yeah.
1: So it, Yeah, the that's what human of the biggest caused differences. dropped, right? Yeah, One of the biggest differences between counties that we've seen in, uh, anywhere in the country. Um, and we do see that in a lot of places where uh, the coal industry um, is a major part of the economy, um, people tend to be a little bit uh, more dismissive of climate change as, as an issue. This is an interesting question. Estimated number of adults who believe most
0: scientists think global warming is happening. Yes. Is, uh, it, it, I mean that that's a it's a fact, right? That you can, that you can you can go look up a a huge number of scientists, uh, you know, approaching one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there've been a number of studies uh, on scientists and sci- the scientific literature on climate change, um, and you know, it's generally anywhere from ninety-seven to ninety-nine percent uh, of climate scientists or papers on this subject agree that uh, human-caused global warming is happening and it's going to be a problem for society. Um, however, you know this is one of the things that most people don't know about the issue. Um, when we've asked people nationwide uh, what percentage of scientists they think uh, agree that human-caused climate change is happening, only about 20% of people get it close to right. They say above 90%. Um, So if there's one thing that you can tell people about... This concept of climate change—it's uh, talking about the scientific agreement on the issue. Yeah. It's actually stronger than the scientific r- agreement, or similar to the agreement that uh, cigarette smoking causes cancer. Yeah, it's a very strong consensus. Why do you think the disconnect?
0: It's—I mean—it's been widely re- this consensus has been widely reported, and, and I don't want to pick on—I'll pick on my home county, Yuana County. Thirty-three percent believe that
1: most scientists think global warming is happening. Yeah, well, it, it's still an issue that is uh, is remote for people that people, um, many people are not paying a lot of attention to. Um, you know, there's been uh, quite a bit more media attention on the topic of climate change most recently. Uh, it's become more of an issue uh, in with uh, at the run up to the 2020 election, for example. Um, but it's still not at the forefront of most people's minds, uh, and um, you know learning more about the issue learning about the scientific consensus is not a top priority for a lot of people yeah uh
0: i don't know as as a uh, you know a geographer it's not your job to move public opinion right <laughs> But i'm sure uh and i've talked to scientists who are frustrated about this disconnect
1: yeah and, and it's um you know, like i said it's it's one thing that um I would encourage people who are interested in talking about the issue uh, to talk about this this very strong scientific consensus. Um, you know, we most recently had uh, the uh, U.S. National Climate Assessment report released, which is a massive report uh, written by university and government scientists. Uh, where they, they made the strongest statement yet that climate change is, uh, is happening, it's, it's uh, caused by us, it's affecting the U.S. now, and it's, it's going to continue to affect the U.S., uh, especially if we don't do more to address this source of the problem. Are there um, – if a particular area has
0: uh, you know, a natural disaster, does, does that move opinion have you found?
1: Yeah, and that's an interesting question. It's, um, it's actually an active area of research. Um, there's uh, mixed findings on that, and it's something that we're very interested in studying. So, for example, um, we can use the kinds of tools that we're developing to look at uh, say, if, if people have experienced a wildfire like the wildfires in California last year, um, you know, they are coming face to face with some of the impacts of climate change. They're seeing these experiences in their in their lives. Um, and so uh, we would like to know if that does change opinions. Um, you know, more and more people are going to be experiencing the impacts of climate change as we go forward, including here in Utah. Um, and so we, we would like to know if that's going to be changing people's opinions and support.
0: So you're developing that. Of course, we have we have had that. We continue to have that on a national scale, broader scale. But as you develop these tools, and we have these over time, then we could drill down to, you know, say Kane County and see, and and see what perceptions and all these questions were over time, right? See if there's any change. That's right. Yeah, that's something that we hope to be able to release uh, in the coming years. Yeah. Uh, one more before we go to break here. Um, are you worried about global warming? Yeah, this, is, this is kind of a slightly different way to, to get at this, right? I don't, I'm not sure what the national uh, percentage was. But, uh, for example, uh, Emory County, 44% of mm-hmm. adults were worried about uh, global warming. If you go to Salt Lake County, it's 66%, so the, a disparity that uh, maybe that you would expect would kind of follow partisan
1: Yeah, and and that's something that we do see. So this question, uh, are you worried about global warming? It's one way of gauging how much risk people feel from the issue. Um, And with this question and with a lot of our other questions, we do see some very familiar patterns. If you look at our maps, um, you might recognize that a lot of these patterns fall across red and blue lines. So Counties that tend to be more on the blue side with more people who vote for Democrats um, tend to be more worried about climate change. Counties that are more on the red side with more Republicans tend to be less worried about climate change. Um, And that's because climate change is one of the most politically polarized issues in the country right now. And it's become uh, even more politically polarized over the past few years.
0: Yeah, Uh, Is there – I guess people can use these tools any any way
1: they want. I wonder if this could
0: be used to – narrow that divide
1: yeah well we we encourage anybody who wants to use these tools to to go in and uh, interact with the maps and use our our data um we're hoping that uh one one of the ways that people can use this is to better understand what people in their own community are thinking about the issue um you know we can look here in cache county for example um and maybe help you as you're you're trying to have conversations with people in your community and your neighbors yeah uh, after after the break, I want to talk about something you uh, told me before we went there:
0: pluralist ignorance. Which uh, use the word ignorance, and that sounds loaded, but actually this is hopeful, right? We'll 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 tease we'll tease people with that. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, go through more of this survey on climate change, and uh, this uh, new tool uh, developed by uh, Peter Howe from Utah State University and others allows uh, us you. Uh, to drill down to uh, to the county, even neighborhood level, I guess. Yeah, with some uh, of our new work, That's some of the new. Do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, and you can uh, you can find this at climatecommunication.yale.edu, and then uh, look for the the maps there. We're talking with Peter Howe, who is assistant professor. Uh, in the Department of Environment and Society in the Quinney College of Natural Resources at Utah State University. He recently gave a Sunrise Session presentation, very recently, yesterday, and the audio is already up, so you can uh, listen to his presentation um, after you listen to our conversation here, of course. Um, And that is at research.usu.edu slash sunrise. More following this break.
1: Next time on Ask Me Another, we've got actor, artist, and master hobbyist, Terry Crews. He's a man of many hidden talents, and we will uncover them all. Jonathan, does Terry Crews build his own computers? (laughs) Yes, he does. Yes, I did! So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. Saturday morning at 10 on Utah Public Radio.
0: UPR is everywhere you are, with classical music programming, news and information statewide through 36 signals, worldwide on the web, at upr.org, and through the online app. UPR is only a push of the button away.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Williams, host of Jazz Time here on Utah Public Radio. I hope you'll join me Sunday evenings for a journey through the world of
0: jazz music. From Ragtime to Bop, from Havana to Logan, Utah. Tune in for a bit of history, commentary, the occasional interview, and of course, all that jazz. Jazz Time, Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for joining us for U Time. Tom Williams, we're talking about how people talk about climate change, the perceptions of climate change, uh, and uh, new tools, uh, developed in part by uh, Dr. Howe, allow us to drill down to uh, local, to congressional districts, to counties, even in some cases to neighborhoods. And uh, the hope is, scientists who develop these tools, is that that these tools can be used by politicians, by uh, planners, I guess... uh, I guess, by citizens, Dr. Howe?
1: Yeah. um, And especially um, we're hoping that these tools can be used by political leaders um, so that they can know what their constituents are thinking about this issue. Yeah. And I guess looking at – and politicians tend to be very – or want to be very tuned in looking at changes in perception, right? That's right. Yeah, and we're hoping that they, you know, they, they if they want to be responsive to their constituents, um, they can track uh, how their constituents are thinking about this and what policies their constituents are supporting. So uh, we we teased this before. Pluralist uh, ignorance. Uh,
0: you told me before we went on the air. Utah talks about climate change more than.
1: I guess, some other states. Yeah. So uh, we ask people how often they discuss global warming or climate change uh, with their friends and family. Um, And across the country, most people say they rarely or never discuss it. Um, and that's true in Utah here uh, as well. Um, most people say they, that they discuss it um, very little. Um, however, Utah's actually are a little bit higher than the country as a whole on that question um, and higher than most states. Um, it's just one percentage point higher than the national average, but we are talking about climate change a little bit more. Um, than the country as a whole, we're not exactly sure why, um, and that's something that I'd like to look in, into mm-hmm. um, with the research.
0: Yeah, I was just I was going to ask you, so
1: that's yeah. uh, that's a future project.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, you could uh, you could certainly intuit why people don't. It's just you know, it's the third rail. You don't want right. to get uh, your neighbor upset at you, or you don't want to get upset by. Discussing a loaded topic.
1: Yeah, and that's so this this concept in the research is called pluralistic ignorance, um, and that just refers to the idea that um, we tend to underestimate the number of people who agree with us on a particular issue, um, and so when it comes to climate change, uh, we may be less likely to talk about it because uh, we think that um, you know other people might not agree with us, so we don't want to uh, talk about this potentially controversial topic. Mm. However, what, you know, with with the kind of data that uh, we have available on the Yale Climate Opinion Maps. You can see that when it comes to a lot of different questions with respect to climate change, there is a lot of agreement no matter where you are. So most people agree that uh, that climate change is happening no matter where you are. Uh, and most people agree on a lot of the policies uh, that can help address the causes of climate change as well. So this could help frame how you talk about this with your neighbor. Start with
0: things you're more likely to agree with on, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, I want to uh, jump into uh, some more of these questions. Uh, this is, I'm looking at the um, Yale uh, Climate Opinion Maps, and you can find this at uh, climatecommunication.yale.edu um, under the visualizations and data. Look for the maps. Uh, so this is these are surveys that happen, you said, twice a year?
1: Yeah, so we conduct national surveys uh, twice a year now, and those have been going all the way back to 2008, uh, so we can track uh, how opinion nationwide is changing. Uh, and we conduct these surveys um, in a national representative way with usually over 1,000 respondents each year. Um, so
0: this uh, is an interesting question. Um, number of adults who think global warming will harm future uh, generations. And uh, Summit County thinks 71% think it will harm future generations. Uh, just picking pick on Sevier County, 56% so there's and you can you can see there there are some areas um, grand county 69% think it will harm future generations san juan county somewhat surprising to me 68% so san juan county is right there
1: yeah and we do see a lot of variation across utah on a lot of these questions um, and so When it comes to that question, you know, more people tend to think global warming is uh, going to harm future generations than, than harm us. Um, we also ask, you know, if you think global warming will harm you personally. And on that question, actually only 41% of people nationwide and in Utah think that global warming will harm them personally. Um, so it's still seen as a relatively distant problem for a lot of people. Uh, I wondered, if you drill down into why. Yeah, you know, um, part of the reason um, is likely because climate change has been framed as a distant problem in the media. You know, we often see images associated with climate change depicting things like polar bears in the Arctic, you know, um, or melting glaciers that are very distant from us, um, or people, you know, uh, in developing countries, for example. Um, And, uh, you know, the fact is that climate change is a global problem. Uh, it's, It's affecting uh, society society, and ecosystems all around the world um, and it's affecting us here in Utah too um, and I'm looking at this, you know, pr- pretty low numbers all across
0: Utah Garfield County, 35% feel that global warming harms me personally, uh, Summit County um, you'd see as a liberal bastion, only 40% uh, Salt Lake County, 43% so this, this and, uh, uh, Utah maybe be a little bit lower but you look across the map and it's it's a sea of blue in this case, mm-hmm. which which means kind of low numbers of people. Generally, don't believe it's going to harm them personally. Yeah, that's is right. harming them personally. Yeah, it's still seen as a problem that's pretty distant for people. Yeah, uh, I guess that would help explain why you know scientists with their big consensus are are um, urging urgent action, but politicians, I guess, with their ear to the ground, are maybe a little slower, and maybe correctly
1: so if if your constituents don't think it's going to harm you personally? Well, uh, yeah, and that's an interesting uh, divide that we see where um, uh, majorities don't think it's going to harm them personally in most of the country. Um, However, majorities do think it's happening and caused by humans. And actually on that, the question of whether it's going to harm you personally, that number uh, has been getting higher every year, and it's now at the highest that it's ever been. Um, so if we if we project forward, you know, we're likely to see more and more people who are seeing the impacts mm. of climate change in their own lives. How, how much has it grown? This this um, you, but you say it yeah. is growing. Yes, it, it's grown. Um, if we look, for example, over the past five years at the trend nationwide, uh, it's been growing uh, every year. And I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me on mm-hmm. that, um, but it is the highest that it's ever been.
0: I want to get into um, policy. Um, and here, there, there's a broader consensus, right? If you if you talk about certain specific policy um, measures, uh, we apparently are already at agreement on, on a few of these things. Um, so number of adults who support funding research into renewable energy resources, uh, Tooele County, 84%. Um, Emory County, 78%. Uh, it seems to follow uh, you know, national
1: uh, yeah. Trends as well. A pretty big some consensus on this. Yeah. There. Uh When when we ask about a number of different policies uh, to uh, reduce carbon pollution, um, there is broad support across the country, particularly for renewable energy. Um, So the question, like you said, uh, supporting research in renewable energy um, has over 80% support in most of the country, um, and you rarely get that much agreement or support for anything in public opinion surveys. Um, There's also a lot of support for... Uh, tax credits for energy-efficient vehicles or household solar panels, for example, um, that's 82% across the country and 82% in Utah as well. Um, and even for some other policies um, like uh, regulating CO2 emissions um, as a pollutant, um, we see over 75% support that um, ac- across the country at 77%. Um, in Utah, it's 74%. Um, and then things like a carbon tax um, even has uh, pretty large majorities supporting, as well. And that one you uh,
0: you know you could guess wouldn't have as much support. But um, uh, for example, you in a County forty seven percent, but still that's you know pretty close to fifty percent uh, in in oil country. Um, Emory County forty one percent, Millard County 42%, forty two, uh, sixty seven in Summit County. Um, 56% in Washington County. So even for something uh, that you usually would think of as pretty controversial, maybe more support there than you would think.
1: Yeah, and, and so we um, we describe a carbon tax in our, our survey, um, and there's there's a number of different ways to approach this. And the way that we described it is um, one of the policies that has been addressed to um, one type of carbon tax, which is uh, taxing carbon and then refunding the money or lowering other uh, other taxes uh, uh, accordingly, um, and so here in Utah, we do see actually 62% uh, of people support that, um, along with um, these other supo- other policies that I mentioned. Hmm. Uh, this one's interesting to me. Estimated number of adults who support
0: drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. This I expected to to just break down on partisan lines, and uh, for Republican counties to say sure. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not in my backyard, right? Um, Emory County, only 41% say, go ahead and do that. Yeah, we we, we see
1: very little support um, on that particular question, no matter where you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any idea why? Um, Well, people uh, understandably have an aversion to uh, pollution, and and we associate uh, fossil fuel production with pollution in a lot of ways. Um, And on the flip side of that, people... Tend to see renewable energy as a positive thing. Um, and so there's pretty broad support for solar and wind, no matter where you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, number of adults who believe schools should teach about the causes, consequences, and potential solutions to global warming. Pretty broad support
1: for, yeah. for this question. Yeah, broad support, including majorities in Utah. Um, um, and, you know, I would point out that. Uh, in last year, the Utah legislator l- legislature passed a resolution, uh, affirming that climate change is happening and affecting Utah. And, uh, it's something that, um, the, the majority of the state thinks that we should be teaching about in our schools. Now, I, I suppose you could tweak this question and you'd get maybe a different answer. You
0: know, if you, if you loaded it one way or the other, uh, you know, politically.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, uh, Something that we see in uh, a lot of public opinion surveys, you know, the, depending on the wording that you use, you can get slightly different numbers. And that's why we, we ask a number of different questions about about climate change to try to get mm-hmm. at this from different angles. Mm-hmm. But on this one, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty high percentages, really, no, no matter
0: where you go in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, to, to teach about it. Um, let's see. Uh, citizens should do more to address global warming. Um and, and here, you know, it's some, some uh, you know, pretty positive, at least uh, at excess of 50 percent for most counties in Utah.
1: Yeah. Um, most people think citizens should do more. Most people think their local government officials should do more as well. Um, and we're already starting to see, you know, action here in Utah. Uh, by local governments. Um, I would point out that Salt Lake City, Park City, and Moab all have resolutions to uh, get to 100% renewable energy by the year 2030. Um, and these are resolutions that we see happening in a lot of municipalities all over the country, so it's great to see that happening here in Utah as well. Um, and there's you know, there's, there's uh, support in much of the rest of the state, as we can see in our maps, um, for these kinds of policies um, in places like Cache County or Weber County uh, or Tooele County, you know, um, you know, other places that might consider exploring resolutions like that.
0: Then you asked this question in various uh, different ways. Uh, uh, corporations should do more. My governor should do more. My elected officials should do more. And I, I think generally, people, majorities
1: thought all everybody ought to do more, right? Yes. Yeah. To address climate change. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, pretty much across the board, people think that. Uh, corporations and our elected leaders should be doing more to address climate change. Um, well, let's
0: see, environmental protection, uh, number of adults who prioritize environment over the economy. Um, so that's a very important question, and that's the kind of the crux of a debate that happens. You know, you, you hear from some people, yes, it's happening, yes, human-caused, but it's out there a ways,
1: and uh, let's not ruin our economy over this. Yeah. And, and you you see that um, the debate framed that way uh, sometimes. And actually, the most recent research is showing that climate change is already costing our economy. Um, and it's actually um, overall, you know, better for society and less expensive to start addressing climate change um, as, as much as we can, really, as soon as we can. Um, it's already costing our economy, um, all, you know, uh, vast sums to to not address it, um, and it's uh, frankly likely to be costing people's lives in the future.
0: Uh, so you know, all over Utah is looking. You know, go back to Emory County. Sixty five percent is adults there uh, say they prioritize environment over the economy, which is interesting. You know, it's kind of a self perception, even though. From the outside, if you answered some of the previous questions in a different way, you'd say, okay, maybe you're not. But from a self-perception, yes, I, I prioritize environment over the economy.
1: Yeah, well, when you look at Utah, we um, we have a spectacular natural environment here in our state. Um, and it's something that, um, as we see in our data, you know, most residents of Utah really value and want to preserve. Uh,
0: this is an interesting question. Near the end of the, the survey, uh, discuss a uh, number of adults who discuss global
1: warming, at least occasionally. This is what we're talking about, right? Yeah, that's right. So um, like I mentioned, most people are not talking about it um, too much with their friends and family. Um, only about 36% nationwide are talking about it occasionally or often. Um, and that's something I would encourage people to think about doing more is, is talking about climate change and global warming. Um, because it's you know it is a, a big complex problem and it's not something that we can solve if we don't acknowledge it and talk about it and talk about the solutions,
0: and so you said Utah is is above the nation you know slightly above, uh, still kind of low percentages. Cache County thirty eight percent of adults uh, report they discuss global warming <laughs> right. at least occasionally. Yeah. Uh, in in the Uinta Basin twenty nine percent, uh, Emery County twenty seven percent, thirty percent in in Millard. Um uh, Summit county they discussed a little more thirty four percent um I wonder what the factors there are if you, if you perceive that there's more homogeneous uh, groupings of opinion maybe you 'd be
1: more likely to discuss yeah potentially um you know and, and as we're seeing some of the impacts of climate change happening and affecting our lives um you know i'm hoping that we are we will talk about it more. Um, you know, if you look at Summit County, for example, it's a place that's heavily dependent on good snowfall and a good, and a good ski season. Um, so that, that may be what is driving that. There's you know, much of rural Utah that relies on, uh, on good weather, good snowpack, um, uh, and our water resources that are heavily dependent on the climate as well. Uh,
0: this, so what you're saying with uh, this – let me look up the phrase again here – pluralist uh, ignorance – Um, you're not suggesting that people seek out uncomfortable conversations. You're just saying that you, you might be surprised to learn your neighbor might agree with you more than you. I That's right. He or she does.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, encourage people to to engage in uncomfortable conversations necessarily if they don't want to. Um, but you know, uh, based on what we've seen, um, most people do agree on a lot of things with respect to this issue. So, um, you know, it's helpful to to try to engage in these conversations and and hopefully you know talk about some of the solutions that uh, we can implement as you know as a community and also as individuals
0: uh here's the the, the last question of the survey a number of adults who hear about global warming in the media at least once a week and uh, uh this is kind of surprising because i i think i hear about yeah. global warming at least <laughs> once a week cash county only 27% of adults report that they hear about global Warming at least once a week.
1: Yeah, in the media. That's right. Uh, Twenty-seven percent in Cache County. um, Twenty-three percent in Utah as a whole, and that's a little bit more than the country uh, on average, which is about twenty-two percent, I believe. Um, And uh, this data is uh, from two thousand eighteen, and we have seen uh, an uptick in discussion of climate change in the media. Especially with respect to um, the upcoming 2020 election, um, so I'm expecting uh, as we go forward with our next round of surveys, this number is likely to go up, which is encouraging.
0: Uh, so anything else you'd like to say about this particular survey? I'd like to, after a break, move on to uh, you know some other surveys that you've been in, involved with. Uh, estimate of heat risk perception index, for example. You know, yeah. this, the, the, these surveys can be used to map uh, opinion and. Uh, 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 On other questions as well, but on the on the climate change in general question.
1: Yeah, um, I I think the biggest takeaway is um, like we like I mentioned, you know, uh, I would encourage people to try talking about climate change um, with their friends and family and other people who, uh, who you associate with. Um, and then one of the important things that you can talk about is the really strong scientific consensus on, on this issue. Um, that's one of the things that most people uh, don't know about it, um, and it really can help us to understand the issue a, a little bit more and update our opinions.
0: Do you find that when that is reported to people that their perceptions
1: change? We, yes, we do. Um, so we've, we've done some research on this. Uh, so if we do tell people about that strong scientific consensus, about 97% or more of climate scientists who agree that human caused climate change is happening, um, they do update their own opinions of, of uh, the extent of the scientific consensus. Um, and we've actually been able to uh, drill down to individual states on that question. And we find that states that, that initially have lower understanding of the consensus actually update their opinions the most. Um, So these were places like uh, Wyoming or West Virginia in our surveys, and they actually improved uh, their understanding the most. So, Mm. um, again, this is a very important thing that people should know. Just hearing that information. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: do you have tools to, uh, to, to to see or intuit uh, what what's driving change in opinion? This is one, right? Mm-hmm. Just merely telling people about the scientific consensus among, among scientists. Yeah. Um, are, are there other, uh, you, know, you can imagine a certain political race in a certain congressional district, if it, if it centers on this, for example, yeah.
1: hearing pros and cons might drive this. Are there others? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, actually, what you just what you just mentioned is one of the the big drivers of opinion on climate change um, in the research and the social sciences. This is called elite cues. So, these are information that we get from what social scientists call elites. These are our political leaders or uh, people who are driving discussions in the media, um, and that's actually one of the major um, uh, causes for changes in opinions. It's it's where people. Um, you know, get information that drives their own opinions is what uh, people they respect or people who they listen to in the media are saying. So as we see conversations happening about climate change, more in the media and more from our political leaders, you know, I'm hoping that that does lead to um, more tendency to talk about it among us. Who do you uh, who do you hope most hope uses these tools? I guess everybody, but yeah, I'm hoping uses these by a number of different uh, groups. Um, you know, I would encourage teachers or educators to use it, uh, use these tools um, when they're uh, communicating with their students. Uh, I would encourage uh, other folks who are communicating about climate change to use these. Um, I would encourage local media to use them. You know, uh, they've, these tools have been around for now for. A couple years, and we've seen them being used by um, media sources all over the country, from the New York Times all the way down to local newspapers in a lot of different communities. Um, And what's really helpful is it gives you a snapshot of what your particular community is thinking about this big issue, and allows you to situate yourself against other communities as well, and put put your own community in context. And then, of course, I would I would like to see political leaders use this information to. understand what their constituents are thinking, what policies their constituents are thinking. Um, and so we have, for example, our data are available at the congressional district level um, so we can see you know, what people in every congressional district think and what policies they support. And we even have data that are available for uh, people who are registered with a pr- pol- particular political party. So we can tell you the number of Republicans or the number of Democrats in your district who think that global warming is happening.
0: So hmm. uh- are the same questions asked every time? On yes, this, on this survey. I was just wondering if you know if you fold in something's kind of new, being like the Green New Deal, for example.
1: Yes, uh, so we have um, we have asked the same questions every time uh, so that we can track changes over time. Yeah. But we've also introduced a number of new questions um, as the issue has evolved over time. Okay. Um, and in our surveys, starting last year, we did ask about the Green New Deal, um, and that that's something that has been. Um, in the media. you know, It's a, an important policy that has been uh, introduced um, by Democrats in Congress. Um, and uh, that's actually uh, been an interesting uh, shift to see uh, where actually there was a lot of support for the Green New Deal at the end of 2018 in our, our surveys. Um, and our most recent data that is coming in this spring has shown that Uh, Support has actually dropped considerably among Republicans um, as the issue has been discussed more on Fox News, for example.
0: Right. Yeah. It's how the leaders and the influences are
1: are framing this. And I guess people are taking their cues, as you said, from from the leaders. Yes. It's a good example of Mm -hmm. how people are following uh, the discussion of these issues by political leaders. Do you recall what the opinion in Utah was uh, on the Green New Deal? We actually
0: don't have enough data ah, to project okay. down to Utah on this question. Yeah, yet. okay, yeah. Uh, perhaps in the future. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's take a break and we come back a final segment with Peter Howe, uh, who is assistant professor uh, at Utah State University in the Quinney College of Natural Resources, the Department of Environment and Society. Uh, he gave a presentation in the Sunrise Session series. Uh, presented by uh, the Office of Research at Utah State University. That Sunrise Session uh, talk was yesterday, and uh, the audio is up. You can go to research.usu.edu uh, slash sunrise. The video will be up uh, here in the next few days. And you can see a bunch of other interesting lectures uh, in that series on this website. The uh, website we've been talking about is uh, climatecommunication.yale.edu. Uh, just look for their, the maps. And uh, Peter Howe, among others, uh, drawing from large surveys of American uh, public, Uh, the research has developed statistical methods to map public opinion, risk perceptions, and responses in every state, county, even neighborhood across the country. We're talking about it. And we'll have more following this break. This is Todd from Highland Park, New Jersey. I listen to Bullseye with Jesse Thorne because I love his enthusiasm.
1: I'm Jesse Thorne. This week, Lisa Hannawal creator of the new Netflix animated series Tuca and Birdie. Plus, I'll talk with the pioneering spoken word group, The Last Poets. That's all in the next Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Saturday afternoon at 1 on Utah Public Radio.
0: Utah Public Radio would like to thank Thompson Premier Lighting and Appliance for sponsoring UPR programming. Find out how you can become a sponsor by emailing debbie.andrew at usu.edu. We would also like to thank our listeners and members. Remember, you can now listen and contribute on our new UPR app. On the next Putumayo World Music Hour, we'll search for La Dolce Vita in post-war Italy and take a side trip for some fun with Italian music for kids.
1: Na 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 Go mi
0: I'm Rosalie Howarth. Join us for Vintage Italia, the next Putumayo World Music Hour. Join
1: us Friday night at 10 on Utah Public Radio.
0: Thanks for joining us for Access Utah. We're talking about uh, interesting new tools, uh, geographic tools, maps, in fact, where you can drill down on uh, specific survey questions and uh, see uh, what your state thinks, what your congressional district thinks, what your county uh, thinks, and even in some cases, your neighborhood. And so this is, uh, this is advances in these tools, and then... Um, uh, Dr. Peter Howe is with us. He's an assistant professor uh, in the USU Department of Environment and Society. So, Dr. Howe, um, uh, this is just kind of developing, but uh, the hope is over time, then you get these snapshots at the very uh, detailed, drilled down uh, geographic areas, and then you can see it over time. What perceptions have changed?
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we've been talking about perceptions of climate change, for example, and we we've seen changes nationwide and and how people are thinking about climate change as an issue as an issue. Um, and we're also very interested in how people are responding to to uh, things that are affected by climate change. So one of the most uh, direct effects of climate change is hot, hotter and hotter weather. Um, so heat waves are. Uh, a direct effect of climate change. They're becoming more frequent and more severe all over the country, um, all over the world, in fact. And actually, most people don't realize this, but um, when you look at all the types of weather hazards that affect the U.S., things like tornadoes, floods, hurricanes, heat waves are actually um, the cause of more deaths than any other weather-related hazard. Um, And that's a hazard that's likely to be getting much worse. Uh, So we've actually studied how people are perceiving the risks of heat waves. And we most recently had a paper come out in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences uh, where we developed similar tools uh, to actually drill down all the way down to the neighborhood level to see how people are understanding and perceiving the risks of heat uh, within different neighborhoods, within cities all over the country. So I'm looking at the map here um, and
0: it's, it's heat wave or perception of heat wave index, uh, right? So when, when I uh, focus on uh, Utah County, uh, heat race perception index uh, 35%, which uh, you indicate is uh, minus
1: five from the national average. Yeah, so we asked uh, some questions about how people um, perceive the impacts of heat on their health and the health of their family and their community. Um, and, uh, you know, on average, if we look at this on a scale of zero to 100, um, the country as a whole is about about a 40 on this. So it's not uh, perceived to be a, a very high risk for most people. But we do see a lot of variation around the country. Um, Utahns tend to have a little bit lower perception of the risk than a lot of other places, um, places in the south, for example. Um, Arizona has higher heat, heat risk perceptions, as you might expect, because they have hotter weather. Uh, Places like Washington or Minnesota have lower risk perceptions because their weather tends to be colder. But uh, actually everywhere is going to be experiencing more and more heat waves with climate change. Um, And one of the interesting things that we found out from this research is that um, people actually vary in how much they, they think heat is a risk by, their, um, by what uh, their social and demographic status is. So we know that people who have less access to resources, for example, poorer people, uh, people who are um, more marginalized in society, um, tend to be more affected by any kind of disaster, uh, including heat. And they tend to perceive the risks to be higher when it comes to heat as well. So this is where, and you say,
0: the, I think you told me uh, during the break that uh, the heat risk perception, you've drilled down to neighborhood level on this one.
1: Yeah, that's right. So uh, we were able to see that. Actually, even within cities, there's a lot of variation in how people are perceiving the risks of, of heat waves. Um, if we look at Salt Lake City, for example... Um, uh, people living uh, closer to the center of the city and on the west side tend to see uh, much higher risk perceptions and have much higher risk perceptions than people living um, out in the suburbs or on the east side of of Salt Lake. Um, this is a pattern that we see reflected in cities all over the country. And part of that is due to a climate effect, something called the urban heat island, where uh, city centers tend to be hotter than the outskirts of cities. Uh, but it's also a, a demographic effect where people um, who are uh, you know, who have less access to resources to cope with heat um, tend to perceive the risk to be greater. This one,
0: uh, I assume you do ask the questions you're removing any, you know, just
1: are you are you I don't know how you ask the question. Are you hotter or are you, are you
0: cooler? <laughs> what are you experiencing?
1: Right. Yeah. So. Um, we ask uh, how much you how how much you worry about being affected by heat is mm-hmm. one of the questions, okay. um, and uh, how likely you think you are to be your your health is to be affected by heat. How much you think your health might be affected if a heat wave were to happen? Yeah. So we combine all of these questions together to come up with a sort of aggregate understanding of how people perceive the risk.
0: And I could see this as being very easily colored if you brought in anything partisan. Right, and I wonder yeah. if anything bleeds
1: in. Well, uh, and, uh, and this is uh, um, in any case, yeah, it's a phenomenon that is affected by climate change, and because we know that climate change is politically polarized, you know, it's potentially affected by partisan leading, leaning as well. Um, not necessarily as much as if you ask someone whether they think that climate change is mostly human caused or not, though. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is interesting, you know. Perception, are you know, my my more more worried about it being hotter, you know, or or. But I could see how uh, other perceptions, because we don't live in a vacuum, mm-hmm. c- could come in, right? That maybe I'm not supposed to be worried about this, right? Or, <laughs> right? or
1: maybe I am supposed to be worried about that, and that colors it. Yeah. And and so what you're talking about is um, a term that psychologists call motivated reasoning, um, where we, we actually – you know we tend to shape our own opinions about things based on our preexisting opinions about related mm-hmm. concepts. Yeah. But in any case, uh, you know Yuma County, Arizona, six
0: percent or six points above the national average. Uh, I guess if it's hotter <laughs> in general, yeah. uh, your actual physical environment is going to color your perception.
1: Yes, that's right. Um, although we do see some interesting differences. Uh, for example, here in Utah, if we look at uh, Washington County, you know where St. George is. Um, risk perceptions of heat there are really not much different than Salt Lake County Mm -hmm. Um, even though Washington County is you know it is hotter if you've been to St. George you know that Um, but uh, and and they experience um, heat advisories and heat warnings issued by the National Weather Service much more often than up in northern Utah Um, however they their risk perceptions of the problem don't tend to be much different. In fact Washington County is uh, one point lower
0: than Salt Lake County. On, yes, that's on right. Risk perception, which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah. So, I guess an indication of uh, other factors maybe at play. Yes, here we just have a couple of minutes left. Uh, where do you hope to, you know, what what are your next projects? Where do you hope to take
1: this? Yeah. Um, so, one of the uh, important focus areas of my research going forward is. Um, understanding how people are um, actually adapting to climate change, um, you know, we know that uh, there is going to even if we are to immediately implement policies that can reduce our emissions. This is called climate change mitigation. Um, there's still some degree of climate change impacts that are going to happen, um, that are currently happening and will happen um, even more in the future. So our society is going to need to adapt and we're going to need to adapt as individuals. Um, So we're focusing more on additional questions related to climate change adaptation. um, And we also are focusing on trying to better understand what might be driving these patterns like we talked about in public opinion. So does a uh, uh, natural hazard, natural disaster, um, like a wildfire or a hurricane. How much does that change opinions? And as we see more of these hazards related to climate change happening and affected people, how will that, affecting people? How will that change opinions going forward in the future? Where can people go? Is there a central place people can go to look at your research? Yeah. So I would encourage people to check out my website. It's peterhow.org, as well as the Yale Program on Climate Change Communication, where they can interact with uh, these climate opinion maps. Another good place to go would be the uh, Sunrise Session. uh, And you can find
0: that at uh, research.usu.edu, where you can uh, listen to uh, Dr. Howe's presentation, which he gave yesterday. Soon uh, they'll have the video up. And we'll have a link uh, to uh, to these sites on our website, upr.org. Uh Peter Howe, thank you so much. Thank you very much. And thanks for listening to Access Utah. Arthur
1: C. Brooks warns us not to treat political opponents with contempt, but nobody's perfect. I'm guilty, and I've seen myself on television rolling my eyes when somebody says something that I think is really incorrect. You have rolled your eyes on television? I have rolled my eyes on television. I'm I'm guilty. I'm John Donvan. Can we improve the quality of political discourse by looking
0: inward? Find out on the next Intelligence Squared U.S. Friday morning at 10 on Utah Public Radio.